Hello, thank you guys again for joining HBCU News. This is our business series interview series where we interview various business owners across the country, typically underrepresented founders. We are now giving them an outlet through audio to tell the world about their business through our community. Uh, so tonight we have Desmond William and we're gonna hear about his great company that he has started and get some background information on his, uh, on his business process and how he got started. So uh, Desmond, I'd like you to you know, take over and let the people know a little bit about yourself, where you're from and uh, your business. Definitely, man. I appreciate the platform and obviously the opportunity just to um, share what we're building at Battery Exchange. So um, like you said, my name is Desmond Wiggin. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Battery Exchange. Um, we're located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, myself and my co-founder, Aubrey Yaboa, uh, we're both Winston-Salem State grads. Um, alphas as well and you know just really connected when we were in undergrad um, and built a relationship and was fortunate enough to go into business together um, just a little backstory of how the concept even came about um, we were actually both um, in an MBA program abroad so we were studying out in China and we were literally out one evening and um, his cell phone was pretty much dead Mine's is at 5% and, you know, just being out in a different country, you know, you need that connection to your loved ones, you know, social media, your friends, all that type of stuff. And our friends wanted to go to another location. And, you know, obviously we we're just like, man, yo, I don't have a charger with me. You know, I don't feel like haggling anybody, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And so being in that situation, we just really challenged that narrative. And, you know, just said, why isn't there a more convenient way for you to be able to move around and charge your phone? And so, you know, long story short, fast forward, what we built is an on-demand portable platform to um, rent portable batteries. So just to kind of talk to you about how it works is we have kiosk machines and we partner with various bars, restaurants, um, convention centers, universities, and there's an application that individual users can download. And that gives them the ability to locate the kiosk machine and once they find one they can pretty much pay a small fee they rent a portable battery now they have autonomy to keep it as long as they want they could travel so they could leave that location and then once they're finished um they just find another kiosk machine through the application and return it back so just to give you reference it's kind of like the bird or lime scooters that you see yeah. so it's within the sharing economy but um that's what we're um pretty much building that battery exchange man just a convenience to a situation that, uh, and a problem that we all kind of run into, which is a dead cell phone battery, you know? Yeah. So, so for me to get this right, so these are portable battery, char they're charging stations or it's the actual battery? I'm yeah, it's an external portable battery. Um, so you think about like um, a portable brick, um, yeah. just a little bit smaller. Um, it's about 5,000 milliamps, so that means it's going to last pretty long. It's going to charge pretty fast, um, and they come compatible. So they have cables already with the portable battery. So if you got Apple, Android, even older Google phones, it, and some IoT devices, so like some smartwatches and different things, iPads, we could pretty much charge that as well. So you pretty much get access to that, and then you know you, you can keep it as long as you want, and then once you finish, you just return it back. Okay, I like that. And through the app, it lets you know what's the nearest one near you if you... Exactly. Okay. Exactly, exactly. That makes sense. I like that. It's very, that's convenient. That's convenient. Yep. Uh, and especially, like you said, for a situation. 
so for I guess for uh, for you guys, um, you know, what made you guys really, you know, want to do this, and what what do you see the impact for it? Yeah, I mean, I think you know one of the things uh, myself and my co-founder Aubrey, um, you know, what we were would could relate to is being we're first generation um, Americans. Like my parents are from Jamaica, his parents are from Ghana, um, West Africa. And for us, it, it was always that, that, that pressure of just like coming up with something, being innovative, you know, taking and building a legacy to, you know, change the narrative of what our names are, right? Our last names and what that really means. So we both actually started a few companies before this. Um, so to be able to like take it to this point, I mean, you know, it took a lot of grit. It looked, took a lot of resilience, but Honestly, um, you know, it, it came to the point of like, you know, us finding that there's a big problem out there to where there's 300 million cell phone users out there and 80% of the individuals don't carry like a spare charger with them. And so we started to think about, you know, just like you said, the the emergency situations, um, even when we were doing customer discovery, we learned about this woman that had lost her uh, daughter at the mall one time and she was just like you know that anxiety came about because she just couldn't connect with her daughter because literally her daughter's cell phone was dead so we were just thinking about impact and like you know how could we you know potentially save lives not just the cell phone but in in you know you never know when you need that um that extra charge is to communicate to somebody that's in emergency or call that uber at the end of the night like we think about like ladies that are out like leaving their friends and you know they're leaving a the club they're leaving a the bar like we don't want it to be where they have a dead cell phone and they can't talk to anybody or they can't communicate with anybody so for us we always wanted to build something that could you know in essence change the lifestyles and the behaviors of thousands if not millions of people and so when we found a concept that you know fell in those lines we just said hey we're going to figure out how to you know build a prototype get it in the market and you know kind of get to the state that we're in that we're at now hmm. no that that sounds great man and i like the fact that you're talking about giving people you know viable examples of emergency situations that you know that happens all the time where you see the kid just wandering off Right. Um, and then you also have, you know, you have some of the parents that still have their kids on leashes sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> right, right. Right. But no, definitely, definitely important for like real situations and a lot of trafficking that's going on, you know, that we don't like to talk about, you know, dark web and children and, uh, you know, being trafficked across the country and, you know, in other countries. So definitely, definitely great idea to kind of combat that in a way too. Um, also, uh, you know, for my next question, uh, what's your guys' kind of impact uh, going to, you know, moving forward? What are you guys, do you guys have any service-based initiatives you guys like to do? Like what, what's your guys' kind of impact as a company you guys like to get in, uh, involved with in terms of service? Yeah, we, we've already started some of that. So, you know, we do a lot of engagement with the, um, I mean, the, the youth, the high school students, middle school students, um, we've done a lot of like we had a um, I had a speaking engagement with Microsoft not too long ago and it was literally for what we would call like inner city kids you know individuals that don't really see tech founders come back and speak about how they built a product how they traveled abroad and so we do a lot of that and I love that because when you're talking to these kids like you start to see 
you know, opportunity. You start to see that, 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 that light bulb switch that says like, man, these guys could do it. Like I could do it too. And like some of the things that I always tell them is like, man, I've never been the strongest, fastest or smartest, but like just, you know, I've been like always one of the hardest working individuals in any room. And that's one of the reasons why I've been able to be so successful. And a lot of these kids have that potential to, to be engineers, to be, you know, developers and all these different things. And, you know, stepping outside of the lines of just being a, you know, a ball player or a rapper or whatever it is, like we just want to show them more opportunities. So we're doing a lot of that. Um, we're doing a lot in our respective countries as well. Um, they don't have a lot of resources. And so there's a whole sustainability um, or, or economic responsibility aspect that we're trying to do um, in our respective countries. And I think the last thing that we um, honestly just kind of wrapped up is one of the things that we realized as we're like raising funds and pitching to investors is a lot of the investors that are quote unquote accredited don't really look like us. You know, they don't understand what we're trying to do, not as far as like conceptual business wise, but why it's so important to like give back to the community and do all these things. And so we wanted to figure out a way to, you know, build new investors in spaces that is very uncommon. So one of the things that we kind of did was we launched a crowdfunding campaign where we could have non-accredited investors on, um, you know, obviously invest in our company where, you know, before 2016, in order to invest in a potential high growth company, you had to be an accredited investor where you're making 250 grand a year, you know, um, household income of 300K, having net assets of like a million. And again, it just wasn't as common in our communities. And so we said, hey, let's do this crowdfunding campaign. And we were able to raise 90K in six weeks, you know, just leveraging our network, leveraging people that, you know, we've had, I think it was like three or four new millennial investment funds where we're their first investment. Like, think about that dynamic, you know, and it's just like, Think about what that does as far as educating our communities and what it is to be a technology investor, invest in the tech space, invest in high growth. We're, you know, we're teaching about vesting schedules. We're teaching about convertible notes. Like we're teaching about all these things where a lot of it, um, you know, I, I like to use this analogy is like the individuals that were like able to play in the game they were scoring, they were winning championships. And like, now it's our opportunity to play in the game as well and win our own championships. Like I want our investors to say, you know, five to seven years from now, like, man, I had a crazy return on battery exchange just because I believed and just because I invested 250 bucks, you know, like that's our minimum investment. Like we make it a, you know, something that's reasonable for like, you know, individuals in our spaces. And so like, those are some of the things that we're really focused on doing. But I think that's probably the biggest thing is just like providing opportunities to our communities to, you know, when you think about like, um, um, you know, wealth and like what that really means and how you really get that. And I know a lot of people are like, you know, reinvesting in themselves, but reinvesting in like companies where you can talk and relate to the founders, I think is another big thing. And that's what we're trying to do as well. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You, you're you preaching to the right person, man. I mean, right. we're dealing with HBCU startups where we're here helping underrepresented founders. So I completely mm -hmm. and I agree. I see the value in it when a lot of people don't see the value in it, right? 
Uh, as you know, we have our marketplace now. We've been working on that. That's been in beta. Uh, we're trying to get more business students that are in HBC business programs or, you know, the students that are entrepreneurs on their campus, all to buy, sell, and trade. You know, what does that really look like when the whole mm -hmm. HBC ecosystem really is buying, selling, and trading products with one another, right? Like, we don't have to just wait for the homecomings. We don't have to wait. Exactly. Uh, we don't have to wait for a big football game, a big basketball game, uh, you know, coordination, et cetera, right? Like, you can support, you know, online. We can leverage our internet resources to really provide mm -hmm. value. Uh, same what we're doing right now with this podcast. We can leverage our resources. People can connect with business owners from their phone. And they can exactly. hear Exactly, exactly. In a different, easy way, access. Listen to us. Listen to this on your drive into work. Listen to this on your way home from work, right? Um, so, yeah, definitely agree. And I like the fact that you guys took the equity crowdfunding approach. So, for those that don't know, what he was, what Desmond was speaking about was an equity crowdfunding campaign that was given approval under the Obama administration, where now everyday people can invest in high growth companies. Uh, you know, in companies that may not have super growth, right? But they have potential to do so. And now here's a way where you can buy in and support people. And like Desmond is saying, he wants people that look like him necessarily that can have the opportunity to support his business. And, and in return, he's supporting his community. So that's awesome. Uh, next, um, for my next question, you know, what, what do you see tech, uh, how do you see tech uh, changing our community? How do you see it as being an outlet, you know, uh, for our community, for, for, you know, for the greater good? Yeah, I, I think like you just look at and in reference to like the youth and I'm really adamant about that and just like educate and I say the youth, but I say like anybody that's trying to get in the tech space. Um, I just think about, you know, I take it a step back. I just came back from Vegas. I was at CES. Um, you familiar with that conference? Yeah, awesome. Big, big uh, tech conference. Yep. Biggest tech conference of the year where you, you see everything from, I mean, they had the ride sharing helicopters to robots to like you know machine learning things and like just all these different variables right and i think like technology is like going into where there's a lot of i mean a lot of things are being automated there's like this whole human capital that's you know really being you know taking out of um a lot of different jobs and a lot of different companies and stuff and so I think one of my big focuses is to make sure people are educating themselves or getting up to par um, with the tech wave and what the next 20 or 30 years is going to look like. Um, some of the jobs that are, you know, currently available won't be available because of, you know, not to scare anybody, but because of automation, like things are just going to be a little bit more efficient where we don't need humans to do that. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm really adamant on is just letting individuals know that there's opportunities to, you know, get into this space and not necessarily going to college or get into this space and not having an undergraduate software engineering, you know, um, or development, you know, major or whatever it is. Like there's, um, you know, trade programs that are available. There are um, schools to where you can get certifications. Like I work with a, um, a organization called Black Tech Charlotte here um, regionally. And, you know, there's a program called Flatiron Schools where individuals can learn in like 12 weeks to be like UX, UI, um, you know, software developers or like data scientists. And, you know, you think about, again, being, you know, marketable in the next 20 or 30 years, like honestly, really like 10 to 15, you just 
if you could put yourself in those capacities or in those spaces now, you're just going to benefit yourself. And so like, that's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people just need to get under their belt. Like, how can I get into this tech space? And like, you don't have to be a quote unquote, like nerd. It's literally, they teach you what you need to know. You just got to put in the work in order to, you know, really organically get a tangible skill set from it. So I, I think that's one of the biggest things as far as like impact and technology and just where the future is going. Great, 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 great point, right? There's there's different options and don't just limit, like you said, I like what you said, don't limit yourself because you didn't go for undergrad, but you think you want to try something new, you know, just try something new, right? Like, sure, you might mm -hmm. have a little bit of loans, but also these jobs are paying very well, right? A majority of <laughs> six figures. So like, you can pay your loans back, right? You live comfortably, you know, live, live okay for a couple of years, maybe still have a roommate and, you know, pay that loans back if you can't get a scholarship. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Uh, for my next question, which kind of ties in what you're saying, right? We're talking about building wealth. You know, what you know, what do you think are some solutions that we can do in our community? You know, you know, tech. I, I see you're big on tech, but you know, also is there some other ways when you hear people talk about you know the black dollar, you know, black generational wealth is like going to be at zero in the next you know 20 to 40 years? People are saying. Uh, you know, what are some ways you think we can combat those negative type of, you know, uh, wealth statistics that are being placed upon our community? Man, I think, you know, obviously get in the tech space too is build our own businesses. I think entrepreneurship is a big part of that wave and actually like increasing that dollar. Um, and then, you know, obviously supporting our own as well. Right. Uh, and I think that's a part of the initiative that you guys have going on and you know I fully support that but not being secluded to just that um I think another thing that we don't understand is you know or we don't do enough of is you know I feel like one of the biggest things that I have is cultural capital and that's the ability to go in any country get with any race be able to have a conversation and be able to like share and be able to receive and like I feel like if we don't if we aren't intentional on that, we don't know the secrets to life. Like there's just things that, you know, I was talking to a guy today, like, you know, cause we're looking at the whole like ad space and doing some things in there. And, you know, he was just telling me how like that space was just so, you know, like if you were in, you knew if you were out, they weren't trying to let you in. So I feel like if you're intentional on, you know, diversifying just your education and like learning and stepping outside of your comfort zone, getting, I feel like one of the things that a lot of people should leverage now is like, like free resources, like meetup. Like, nope, a lot of people like hate this like whole networking thing. But if you could just go to a meetup about something that you're in, interested in or something you have no clue about, like you can just be so further educated to where you can just like dive into it for yourself or like meet somebody else that like is in that world and just like that's where you learn then you're able to share with your family then they're able to share it with their network and like that's just how we grow so I think like we as a people just got to be more intentional on stepping outside of what we know and understanding how the dollar works understanding how to really invest understanding how to really build businesses and understanding how to leverage your network in order to grow um, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So I think in those various elements, like it's important that we just, we just, you know, think critically and are really intentional on that. Right, right. 
No, and I, and I, I like that. And I like the examples that you use, right? You're talking about knowledge, right? Education, it may not be formal, but it's having that also that kind of tenacity to want to go out and seek more information that you don't know about and being humble enough to go through that experience all over again. Some people just want to go to the head honcho sometimes of that industry. And you may meet somebody that maybe they're in the middle, right? Like, but they're still valuable because they know a lot more from you starting at zero. And I think we have to sometimes get comfortable with starting at zero mm -hmm. because you can't learn everything overnight. And yeah. And Issa, I think Issa um, Ray has said like that, that's something that I learned over the past few years. I, I no longer go to the head of the, the top of the food chain, like kind of, so to speak, I go whoever's lateral. I go whoever's like really on my level because what you don't, understand well like you understand but like what a lot of people don't understand is like the true impact a lot of times when we talk about innovation and you know and i don't mean technology just innovation and just new ideas with companies it's coming from us who are younger like the older people are looking to us for these ideas so if you could be a part of what the mentality is on a lateral level and start to build relationships like those are going to be the head honchos one day like those are going to be the individuals that are bringing these new ideas to the table. So I, I totally think that, again, just being intentional on really using your network to get whatever you want, man, and, and, and truly give a value. I feel like, you know, you, you don't really reap as much as you should in this world if you're like always trying to receive, receive and not giving a value to others. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely has to be a trade-off, but man, you, you can definitely leverage your network at current state just to, you know, get into some spaces or get educated on what you need as far as um, moving whatever you want to that next level. You're right, man. You're right. That's, this is so good. We're going to need a second part to this, man. We, we're already at 623. I know, I know. We'll need a second part, but I, I definitely love what you, you brothers are doing, but I want to make sure that I'm intentional then letting you know that we're letting people know it they can follow you guys at how they can support and you know any any uh new initiatives you guys have for 2020 that you guys want the community to know about so, yeah yeah totally totally so we're pretty heavy on ig um it's battery exchange inc and the exchange is it's literally an x and then c-h-a-n-g-e and an inc and then um it's battery exchange on Facebook, um, Battery Exchange on Twitter as well. Battery Exchange underscore on Twitter. And then I think the other thing, um, as far as like, again, I'm really intentional on giving opportunities to like our people to become investors in the tech space. So we do have our crowdfund open still. And I would love for people to check out, um, you know, and I can share that link. It's on, you could get it from our um, IG or you can go on local state um, localstake.com and that's the platform we use for the equity crowdfund and we're literally on the home page so if you go there you can see battery exchange you scroll down and you'll be able to see our profile um, it has everything from our pitch deck um, it has our terms it has like you know a promo video and just kind of like all the updates that we've been able to have and um, over the next few months is going to be really huge for us so we're going to be launching our application soon um, we're moving into the convention center space soon, which is going to be huge when you talk about users on our platform. Um, and we're going to be, you know, moving into different markets. We're doing some 
national partnerships with some conferences around the nation and then um, also looking to partner with some, you know, pretty prominent brands as well um, as we activate at these conferences. So that's some of the things that we're looking to do. And again, um, just kind of building our team. You know, we have been fortunate to have, you know, I think we're up to seven now. Um, everything from like the software side, the hardware space, marketing, operate, all these sales, everything. Um, but, we're, you know, we're going to continue to build that up and, and just be as um, efficient as possible to take this company to the next level. I like it, man. I like it. This, this is awesome. For those of you guys that tune in, please, please support Desmond. And we will, we'll share that information. So that, uh, you can share that with me later as we, you know, we update Got you. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. So share that equity crowdfunding link. So we can get people to buy in directly from the podcast and the description. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely be in contact. I think I, you know, I can help you guys probably get, get more into that HBCU space. Let's think about ways we can help you out. And, uh, oh man, I yeah. forgot to talk about one more initiative. I know, I know, like we, we talked about it, um, and time is running short. But, um, one thing we did is we did an HBCU tour. Um, so we did Winston Sum State, we did AT, and we did some other, um, HBCUs, and we had our product there. And then we also did a engagement to where we had over 350 students at our alma mater, um, Winston Salem State, and just like had them tuned in. We talked about our product. We did a little pitch about what that was. We did a live podcast. We leveraged another alumni, Sean Anthony, that has a dope platform as well. Um, school's over now, what? And we, again, like that's that's all a part of what we're trying to do in this space. So we're definitely trying to do it bigger and better next year um, with our HBCUs. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. Uh, but yeah, man, this has been great. Uh, we, we definitely got to follow up. I want to see get some updates on the equity crowdfunding. So let's maybe follow up in a you know, a couple months. I try to do these two or three months out. So okay. let's do a part two, definitely for those updates. But uh, thank you guys again for listening. Desmond has a wonderful company. As you said, follow them online, Battery Exchange, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, also check out their equity crowdfunding platform. This is HBCU News, HBCU Startups interview series as we interview various startups from our community. And also you guys, we see you liking, we see you commenting, we see you sharing online, but Please subscribe. We're watching. Thank you, Desmond. Have a, a great night, man. Man, the pleasure is all mine, man. Have a good one. All right. Bye.